Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And yeah. for all the questions, because I'm sure there's so many people that are like, if he wasn't compassionate yeah. or if he wasn't this, like, why did you stay with him? And it's be simply because the most confusing thing for me was because I saw it in you. I saw you give that to yeah. everybody else. And so I knew that there was there was a disconnect that was deeper than your control. Mm-hmm. And it was rooted from something that you had experienced. Well, you look nice. Thank you. Where are you going? Um, I got plans. You have a date? After this. Mm-hmm. You ain't the only one trying to be the only one. <laughs> I be talking that fresh. I don't need love, gum. I bet you used to love that line. I be talking that fresh stuff, baby. I don't even need <laughs> gum. You know. Where'd you get that line from? That's a, that sounds like a dad joke. That's a good. That's a good line. <laughs> Anyways, today, as we are lively, we are back. Sun's out. <laughs> <laughs> Last episodes were uh, a little. A little bit of a low energy, low energy. Okay, today I wanted to talk about um, basically how do you know how long to stay in a relationship or how do you know when to leave a relationship? Pretty common. Yeah. Pretty common question. Can you relate? Yeah, it's like 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 a you. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's hard to. To kind of give a very black white answer to that, yeah. Because there's just so much context that right. goes into play. But I'll let you. Have you been in a one. in a scenario where you've contemplated, struggled? Yeah, like I don't know if I should stay or if I should go. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of you know early times with us where I questioned it, and like I said, if if you hadn't have moved in, I think it would have been more easy for me to let go yeah 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 I've, I've definitely been in a couple of scenarios like that and um you know struggled with with really finding out i think the biggest reason why i struggle and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to this is um we can just stay married and hold on to every bit of our partner's potential mm-hmm. of who they could be who who we wish they would be yeah. And maybe sometimes who we think they should be. And um, unfortunately, oftentimes people do not live up to their potential. And then you're stuck there still waiting, hoping and wishing. And it mm-hmm. never they never come to their full potential. Yeah. So um, I don't think I've <laughs> ever thought of a partner of what they should be. <laughs> really? Yeah. Maybe like what I think they could be. Yeah, I guess. Their potential, yeah, but I think should like what you should be just seems like more of well, like uh, what I'm trying to control them to be. Yeah, should is maybe harsh. Yeah. I, when I say should, I mean like... If, Potential. If, well, you should be kinder if you're an asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, or a jerk. You yeah. should be a little nicer to people or yeah. you should be more polite or mm-hmm. you shouldn't treat people like that. Like that's what I mean mm-hmm. by should be. But 
Um, anyways, in a book that I recently read, which is is a um, heavily favored book in, in my library, I talk about it quite often. Um, I talked about it in the episode I had with Lauren. It's titled Us by Terrence Real. I'm going to be referencing this book quite a bit in this episode. So, honey, just uh, follow along as I read along. But the reason why I wanted to tackle this book and open it up, no pun intended, uh, (laughs) for this episode is because there's a stat in the book. And I want to ask you a question. And by the way, you can just pretend like you're surprised. (laughs) I want to ask you a question. What percentage do you think people need in order to stay in a relationship? So more specifically, what percentage of good and what percentage of bad, right? So what percentage of, of bad, I guess we'll go with, do you think people can tolerate and still stay in a relationship out of 100? I mean, without overthinking it, I my initial answer would be, what? wait, sorry, what how much of bad? Yeah, like how much? It would have to be under half. Okay, so there's got to be more good than bad for you. That's what I would. That yeah. Without overthinking it. Right. Like that's just off the top. So you just could throw out a percentage. 45. <laughs> so 55 good, 45 bad? Yeah. I that's pretty good. You're, you're, that's the secure attachment that nice? style in you. <laughs> that's very generous. <laughs> for me, <laughs> um, <laughs> very generous. <laughs> for me... Uh, I mean, because I'm also thinking like, like bad. When I think bad, I'm not thinking of like strong bad things. I'm thinking yeah. of like it could be a lot of like little bad things, you know, that yeah. you just kind of have to pick your battles. So yeah, but the little bad things add up. Yeah. Okay. For me, um, without overthinking it, I would say I would need and require. Um. 65 good, 35 bad. So basically that means I'm nearly perfect. <laughs> what? Because you would require 65 good yeah, and 35 bad. Yeah, but 65 in, in the academic schedule, or, or not schedule, the academic um, testing. Mm-hmm. 65 when is I like was in D, school yeah. is, is like a D minus. No, but I'm just saying, so like if you require... No more than thirty five percent bad. That means I definitely don't have more than thirty five percent bad. Right. <laughs> Am I at thirty five percent? Um, I'm I just kidding. Don't answer. I don't really. Want no, I, you're less than that. I, I would say. I mean, again, this this would be me if I was single yeah. dating, right? Yeah, yeah. Or if this would be me if I'm contemplating leaving a relationship. Okay. I would need sixty five good, thirty five bad. Okay, so is this statistic for just married people or just people in like really long term? Yeah, long term committed relationships. Yeah. Um, But to answer your question, I I would say I would give you 85 good, 15 bad. I'll take it. Yeah, that's a miss. That's great. That's a B plus. I think it's an A (laughs) minus nowadays. Like I was talking to Adriana the other day. She's like, I got an 80 something. I got an A. I'm I'm like, my standards where they are. That's a B plus. Yeah, Yeah. which is great. No one's perfect. My scale is going to remain old fashioned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dating ourselves. Okay. <laughs> so in this book, there was a study that said that in terms, again, of how much of the bad can someone stay in, as long as, you know, this, this bad is a good enough holding environment, 70% of 
of people, sorry, people can tolerate 70% of bad in a relationship. Wow. All they need, 70% bad. all they need is 30% so good. So that definitely must not mean like strong bads. That's, that's like all the, all the bads. Yeah. Like I mean, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit like more detail, but yeah, I, I'm assuming like, like you leave the dish in the sink or yeah. the toilet seats up or, yeah. you Clothes know, on the floor, you know, listen, I asked you to wash the car, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But I mean, that, that's 70% is a lot Yeah. to me. I, I don't know. So it says, uh, 70% misalignment to 30% alignment. People can tolerate that as long. Here's the caveat. As long as that misalignment, again, that 70% bad gets repaired. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big important part. So let's, let's stay with that for a second. We've talked about this so many times in the show about when people say, well, how did you know to stay for JD? Like, how did you know um, mm-hmm. he was going to change? How did you have that faith and that trust? And, What's your answer all the time? I saw, one, I saw that you wanted it. Mm-hmm. And two, I saw that you were trying to get it. Yeah. So I was trying to repair mm-hmm. that misalignment. Yeah. Um, but I think it, like, it was a happy balance between knowing you wanted it and seeing you trying to get it because yeah. anybody can try, you know? Sure. And, and, like, you know, they always say, like, if you're a smoker, like, you have to really, down to your core, want to stop smoking to stop smoking. You can go right. to all the things Hypnosis and try to, yeah, and try to do all the things, but yeah. if your core doesn't want it, right. it's it makes it that much harder. So I think for you, it's like I saw that in your core you wanted it, mm-hmm. and you were doing everything to try to get it. Yeah. So, again, that repair is really crucial. As, again, as long as the misalignment gets repaired. So, he goes on to say, well, how do you repair exactly? So, he says, for luggage-carrying grown-ups, which definitely was me, <laughs> meaning baggage. Oh, um, I was like, wait. Yeah, for, for heavy <laughs> luggage-carrying, a.k.a. baggage grown-ups, it's more complex. We get triggered. New wounds evoked old ones. Present conflicts are encrusted with scar tissue from injuries long past. And we group people of our present with expectations from our past, a.k.a. you will treat me as they did. So moving on, uh, neurobiologists speak of such negative expectations as part of our implicit memory. So the projected assumptions about ourselves and the world and how the world will react to us. Our negative expectations in the present are carryovers, a type of learning, if you will, from our past. Mm -hmm. So from discord that was too much or too intense, that is traumatic. And from our discord that was left routinely unrepaired. The key lies in felt experience of safety. And safety, from my family therapy perspective, is a boundary issue, an issue of distance regulation. So what I gather from this little snippet is you will treat me as they did. And that mm-hmm. was heavily me going into our relationship when I was triggered. Uh, there's another um, section in here. I actually want to read off. That's a great one liner that says trauma doesn't precisely get remembered. It gets relived. Again, trauma doesn't precisely get remembered. I can't necessarily pinpoint exactly what traumatic experience happened, what date, 
how old I was, et cetera, but it definitely gets relived when mm-hmm. we're triggered. And so I think in that moment, um, I was so afraid of having that trauma relived or I felt like it was about to be relived that I would nitpick, try to take control, try to take control, pull back a little bit, walls up, guard up, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that's where the disharmony back to that would happen. The misalignment would happen. He goes on to say that Stephen Porges, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Stephen Porges. I guess. Um, he says that, Finding safety in another person really comes down to two important things. The absence of an agenda and the absence of judgment. So, for example... So, like, yeah, I get, mm-hmm. like for me to feel safe with you, I have to feel that there's no judgment mm-hmm. and no agenda coming from you. Yeah. Did you feel in the past when we were at misalignment moments, there was an agenda or you did feel judged? I mean, I definitely, with, like, the nitpicking, I felt like I was constantly walking on eggshells sometimes, so definitely felt the judgment part. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? Um, an agenda. An agenda. I don't know so much, I'm like, gonna res- like, define the, the agenda. I'm going to make a very yeah. specific example for like, you. That you will I have something in my head, but I just want to know if I'm understanding it correctly. Because you say it almost every time you come on this show. <laughs> I always felt like Justin insert had this here. puzzle and it yeah. was insert girl here. Yeah. That's an agenda. Yeah. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what my mind went to, but I was like, I don't know if I'm like, yeah, no, you're right there. Piecing it the right way. There you go. Or understanding it the right way. So yeah. I didn't want to use that. <laughs> yeah. But, but that, that's true. I mean yeah. that, you know, not exactly was my agenda, but more or less was, was an agenda that I had. And I mm-hmm. definitely would, um, judge often. Mm-hmm. and you probably then therefore didn't really feel safe or this was a safe yeah. space or um, you were able to be your full comfortable self with me, mm-hmm. which again, just really probably led to that misalignment. Because mm-hmm. again, during the time of engagement, leading up to the wedding, moving in, uh, there was a lot of misalignment. And and for sure, I think, well, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but did it feel like that agenda was there, that judgment was there during that time, like heavily? Definitely. I mean, right right before we got engaged, I felt like we were going through a really rough patch where I was feeling like like I would have never thought you were shopping for rings and all of that. Yeah. And it makes sense now that I, ha- you know, kind of understand like where you felt all the things of of me being the one but at the same time i almost feel like you were in battle with yourself because Mm -hmm. you were what you felt was like was me being the one was also what you feared can you explain that a little bit like meaning you you know you ultimately wanted to to find a girl and get married Mm -hmm. but i think that because you didn't know what that looked like and because you feared the heartbreak that that i that I could possibly, you know, bring. Yeah. You were like battling those two sides from within. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, um, I think a lot of that comes down to that control piece and leading with fear. So I didn't have much control mm-hmm. in it. And so I, my, my fear was, what if she changes her mind? Yeah. What if it doesn't work out? What if she says, you mm-hmm. know what, this is not for me. So because of all those questions and those fear things, you were like, 
well, I don't even know if she is the one because she does this and she does that and yeah. she doesn't do this right. And then you're highlighting those things and then you're focusing on them and then you're bringing right. them up to me and almost tearing me down, you yeah. know, yeah. and trying to find a reason for it not to be, I don't know. Not Well, I was trying to, and we actually got this advice um, <laughs> from Red Table Talk from one of the creators, mm-hmm. uh, Jada's partner. She said, um, basically more or less, don't let your worst nightmare come true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's basically what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Not not intentionally, obviously, yeah. but I, I was thinking my worst nightmare wasn't going to come true. So how can I make sure it doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to gain control. And then you just weren't, we just were misaligned. Mm-hmm. Back yeah. to that 70%. Pardon the interruption. Just wanted to hop in here really quick for a couple reminders. First reminder is the merch is available and it is back better than ever i have some beautiful super dope new designs especially with the gratitude for the win therapy for the win and the vulnerability and normalizing that for men those three designs are brand new i personally love them and i'm really excited to showcase them to you guys and and i'm hoping you have the same feeling that i do so you can go get those right now at justindavis.life that's justindavis.life of course the link will be in the description below whether you're listening or watching this but again, just a friendly reminder, still merch out here. Got some long sleeves, got some crew neck sweatshirts, got some hoodies, got some t-shirts, whatever you need, whatever climate and season you're in. By the way, this time, as I switch some stuff around, shipping worldwide. I repeat, shipping worldwide. For all the international followers and the, and the beautiful supporters of the community, I'm sorry about the past, but it's a new day. Get your merch too. It costs you a little pretty penny because shipping overseas apparently is crazy expensive as I came to find out. But nonetheless, we are now shipping internationally. So justindavis.life, go get yours, support your boy, and spread the message. Some beautiful ones out there. Back to the episode. Um, also in here, it says the best way to open another's heart, it turns out, is to open your own heart. <laughs> <laughs> That is, is something I wish I would have remembered um, when we were going into the walls up and, and guards topic because mm-hmm. um, that's so true. I definitely um, didn't have my heart open. Mm-hmm. So therefore, how could I open up your heart? And it was almost like you always say you wanted the reward without the risk. Well, no, I you're close. I wanted the guarantee or the guarantee without yeah. the risk, yeah. basically, um, which I think is is most people. I mean, and I'm a guy, so I think mainly men for yeah. sure. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely wanted the guarantee without the risk. And I, I always remember feeling like you had this uh, reserve um, still within you, mm-hmm. which drove me crazy. It was a little bit of a trigger from my yeah. uh, past relationship that I had. Um, but I also knew like what. I was willing to give and mm-hmm. I had heard you say how much you would give like mm-hmm. Mike, my, you said the other day, uh, my love just gets stronger mm-hmm. and deeper and, and yeah. better with time. And I was like, well, that's a risk that yeah. I don't really want to take. Cause if I can't see it now. Yeah. Right. Um, and I feel like that side of like my love, like, I mean, it's part of who I've always been, you know, it's like, you can appreciate the fact that I never have done a lot of the things that I do with you and, and the levels that I have gotten with you with anybody because I had that reserve for myself, yeah. like, you know, 
saving it for someone special. I wasn't sure. like somebody that I don't just jump from one relationship to another. Yeah. Um, I don't just call anybody a boyfriend, you know, it's yeah. just like I've always been so selective and so guarded to that side of me mm-hmm. that I know like it exists, but I'm not going to also just give it to anybody who I don't feel at that moment deserves it. And what's interesting about that is I'm the complete opposite mm-hmm. used to be because I would jump from one relationship to another. And I realized that I wasn't jumping from one relationship to another to try to find a different partner. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find a different me. Yeah, that's good. So for me, the whole time I'm like, I know what I have to give. I know the potential mm-hmm. and the capability. And I just need to find that piece of this puzzle to pour into. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when it when it was you and I realized it was you. I'm like, oh, this is, this? is, well, I was like, this is going to be a different me, the, the me I always wanted, finally with a different person, you know, kind of like a clean slate, fresh start. Um, let's see what we can do. But I feel like that that's the pressure that you put on me, you know, yes. and, I, and I cannot be responsible for bringing out the best side of you. You should yeah. come to that relationship with the best version of you. Right. And not have to rely on somebody else to like pull that out of you. Yeah. I think like. For me, it's like I, um, I never, you know, when you, f- the difference between us is like you would jump from one relationship to another, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was very much you were trying to find a better version of yourself while simultaneously filling the holes you had in yourself. Yeah, while also simultaneously leaving a huge construction site in my past yeah. of, of the ex I just left, but yes. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so whereas to me, like, I already knew what hole I had to give. Like, mm-hmm. like hole, not like an empty hole. For me, it was like hole, W-H-O-L-E, yeah, hole. Like, right. the wholeness I had to give somebody. And I was selective of who I gave that to. Which, again, that's that, you know, I don't have patience. And mm-hmm. that's that, you know, risk that I uh, wasn't sure I could take. Mm-hmm. because I knew the severity of the situation. If we were just dating casually, like fine, whatever. Um, I don't really have that much to lose, but mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time, I was fully invested, fully committed, mm-hmm. trying different things I'd never tried before. Felt really good about my gut intuition that you were it and, and we were um, meant to be together. Mm-hmm. And love you to death, honey, but you were moving at a turtle's <laughs> pace and I... It drove yeah. me crazy, but that's just that fear. And that's what I was yeah. saying, you know, we've been filming so much. Yeah, I don't even know what episode I, I said this in, but I remember saying that's when it was really hard for me because I, I didn't feel the reciprocation from you. You know, you mm-hmm. had this just this slow, steady, consistent pace. But I think if your if your transition to who you are today happened faster, you would have got yeah the faster result from me but oh, okay does that make sense yeah i thought you were going to say i would have been more aligned with your turtle's pace no it would have sped up my okay turtle's like, pace <laughs> my turtle's pace because i would have been able to trust you faster got it i would have like we would have built more core foundations of what i was missing to give that part of me to you right there was stuff I was missing on your end and so while you thought you were being patient for me I'm the one who was really being patient for you right so as much as you like to be in control like little did you know like you were controlling that um but yeah I understand what you're saying and I, I kind of wish I realized that I was in control because um, I definitely didn't feel mm-hmm. like I did 
not that I wanted to be in control, um, but it would have been nice to know yeah. that if if it's like a help me help you thing, mm-hmm. like if I could just be more aware and self aware at this in this moment, I could actually help you yeah. along your your pace to yeah. um, open you up more. Mm-hmm. Um, bring down some of those walls or at least not not have you keep stacking them but up. I don't think that you knew how that's the thing is like even like no. it's it's a lot of the little things you know it's yeah. like what I was missing from you was that feeling of safety that that warm compassion feeling the mm-hmm. the empathy the sympathy and it was like the little moments that that you didn't know how to be compassionate you know right. and and um and I knew that you were trying to be and I knew you were trying to understand it and I knew that you were diving into that but so I was like ultimately being patient but I couldn't I couldn't just feel safe with you without feeling like you're providing that safety for me yeah if that I know makes what you sense. Mean. yeah totally and now it like there's so many little moments like something as simple I'm gonna try to like think of something mm-hmm. as simple of when something as simple as when I'm working and Mm -hmm. I'm like on a zoom call and you give me the respect and that boundary of like not you know coming in the room and like you know as if it's just your world and just like where I feel respected like oh like he sees that I'm as I do you when you're on your consultations you know I think like even just little things like that make me feel like respected and make me feel um or other stuff when I'm sick like before Mm -hmm. I used to feel like it was a burden to you, you know, and now yeah. I feel like you empathize when I'm sick and you like yeah. feel bad and you try to help. Those were all the things that I was missing in the past. And it's crazy because like that sounds like so harsh to say that you were like that because you're such a giving person, but you were you were giving to the people that couldn't hurt you. Exactly. That's, and the yeah. person that could hurt you like me, I think you didn't know how to show up in that giving, loving, empathetic, like compassionate way. And yeah. for all the questions, because I'm sure there's so many people that are like, if he wasn't compassionate yeah. or if he wasn't this, like, why did you stay with him? And it's be simply because the most confusing thing for me was because I saw it in you. I saw you give that to yeah. everybody else. And so I knew that there was there was a disconnect that was deeper than your control. Mm-hmm. And it was rooted from something that you had experienced. Yeah. Did you know that? I mean, when we would have conversations about certain things and stuff, I think it took me a while to really, you know, understand the depth of what you went through, how it affected you. Mm -hmm. Because initially, and we know this, we've talked about this before, I used to just always compare your experiences to mine. And I used to not dismiss, but not feel like it was anything that you should, you know, why you should be the way you are. Right. Because I felt like what I went through was so much worse and, you know, like look at me, you know, type thing. <laughs> but <laughs> but it was like, you know, yeah. It was your experience and it was yeah. your trauma and it was your triggers regardless of how small, big, mediocre they were. Yeah. Um you know, we're all built different and we all process things different and handle things different and Yeah. I think I I had I feel like my mom was just like so much s- taught me so much so many different levels of understanding, forgiving and compassion and all of that, you mm-hmm. know, and I feel like you weren't really taught those things. Uh, I wasn't. Or maybe you <laughs> were and you just never absorbed those characteristics from, you no. know. Yeah, no, sadly. Um, but but you brought up a good point and, and I think uh, it's, it's I want to go back to it. I think it's important for um, 
suggestions or advice to women uh, dealing with men who may have a hard time uh, expressing their feelings, tapping into that vulnerability side and transparency side. When Shay was saying, you thought my traumas and experiences that I viewed as um, monumental and in, in, in my, mm-hmm. um, me being who I was, who I am today and who I was growing up, you didn't view them as, as, as monumental. You didn't view them as like, like word, like that's not that you were insensitive, but you know, mm-hmm. your reference point is your trauma. Mm-hmm. So you were like, that's, that's what's holding you up here. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, this is the end <laughs> of the world. You know, I like thought it was more of like, like, like an excuse. Yeah. Into in to some degree because I'm like, sure. there's no way that that yeah. came from that. Sure. Or this came from that. Yeah. However, a lot of it did. Yeah. And, and again, I just, for women, I want you ladies to understand, uh, and maybe it's men, maybe your, your partners, um, is your mic okay? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe for men, maybe your partners is not, uh, able to be that vulnerable or transparent either. I want you guys to really hone in on the fact that if your partner is really struggling based on a traumatic experience that mm-hmm. they went through, please respect their feelings. Mm-hmm. Please respect their traumas. Um, there's a saying in, in the book, uh, What Happened to You by Oprah and Bruce Perry. And um, Oprah says, you know, not all traumas have to be a capital T. Mm-hmm. They can be a lowercase t. My traumas and your mm-hmm. Dictionary definition of of traumas was lowercase t's. For me, they were capital t's. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're still traumas. There's still a t there. And I think at that time, just to kind of give like a little bit more that I don't think I, what, when we, it wasn't until we started diving into your traumas, exactly like more of like the root that I really like, oh, like understood it. But I think like that surface level of trauma, like grew up with a single mom, dad was in and out of the life, like mm-hmm. that. I was like, that's it. Like, right. You're like, I me the too. Same thing, right, right, right. Plus more, yeah. you know, but it was until we dove into like all the other like layers. Yeah. To it. Yeah. So again, like just please. Be mindful, be respectful, be uh, empathetic to your partner's traumas. Because although that might not be a capital T for you, it is a capital mm-hmm. T to them. And the only way to really help them heal this traumatic experience mm-hmm. and, and hopefully um, prevent, you know, problems in yeah. your relationship is to really support them and and listen to understand mm-hmm. and versus reply. Listen to um, try to accept and not dismiss their traumas because uh, that would do wonders for your partner yeah, and try to understand it from from who they are as a person yeah. and and try to help them understand it because maybe right. they're not even understanding the depth or the layers of it so i think yeah. that really helped me was just understanding the depth and it's hard to probably open up about stuff like that and mm-hmm. i'm thankful that you did because it allowed me to understand all of the layers and depth within your trauma yeah for sure and also it, it helped that you didn't a enable the behaviors, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you stood your ground, you laid your boundaries down and then two or B you, um, really allowed me to, to really dig deep and get my own answers mm-hmm. to it. You like, you weren't like, well, this is why. So see, you were just kind of like, almost like therapeutic, like, well, how does that make you feel? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And, and I would dig and dig and we would dig and dig and I would be like, oh, here mm-hmm. we go. And we're like, great, now we got it. Because yeah. that's sustainability. That's going to be long-term. So we um, did a great job, love. Okay. 
moving on into the book, I want to I want to go over one more thing, and this is um, for married couples. So, the author references uh, James Framo, and he calls him the father of couples therapy. And he once said that the day you turn to the person sleeping next to you and realize that you have been had and that this is not the person you fell in love with and that this is all some dreadful mistake. He said, that is the first day of your real marriage. (laughs) What? I thought that was going to go totally somewhere Isn't that crazy? The day you wake up, sorry. Feel had? Yeah, the, the day you turn to the person sleeping next to you and you realize you've been had, this is not the person you fell in love with, and this is some awful, dreadful mistake, that's the first day of your real marriage. He said, welcome to humanity. And what he's trying to convey is... I'm going to have to do it. What? You can't see? I can. It's just like a lot easier if I have them on. Um, I think the highlight is throwing me off. So he talks about what a great thing that turns out to be. So while many may long to be married to the perfection, sorry, while Mm -hmm. we may, okay. He says, while we may long to be married to perfection, it turns out it is precisely the collision of your particular imperfections with mine. And how we as a couple handle that collision. Mm-hmm. That is the guts. The actual stuff of intimacy. I actually love that. Oh, so now you're good. I actually Why really do you love, love that. I mean, it kind of goes back to my whole argument with you when we used to fight and you would say, you know, I didn't sign up for this. And I felt like this is what's going to make us. These These moments are what make us. Right. You know, I feel like... We have to know how to fight. We have to know how to talk about the hard stuff and how to like how to be okay with disagreeing and not always agreeing, you know, and yeah. and not always being in alignment with one another, not always feeling perfect for one another. You mm-hmm. know, I mm-hmm. think that that's like that's love. Like that yeah. is like, you know, when you think of like that unconditional love of like my mom has for me, it's like she's seen all my imperfections and still loves me and I think that that's like when someone will ultimately feel safe in a relationship when you when you know and I know that we've both seen each other's imperfections and we're still here yeah yeah it just makes me think like I I mean I guess after this the goal is to love as much as I love your perfections I need to also love your imperfections Mm -hmm. and everything else in between yeah but he says yeah he said that's the that's the guts that's the actual stuff of intimacy so it's harmony then disharmony then repair. Mm-hmm. And that's the essential rhythm of all close relationships. Mm-hmm. Because another way to look at it in layman's terms is like walking. You have your balance, then you stumble, you catch yourself, and you get rebalanced. And so back to that 70% disharmony and 30% harmony. Like that's what people in this survey, this, yeah. this stat, can actually do. They can do 70% of disharmony or misalignment. So it's almost like harmony, disharmony, repair. Harmony, disharmony, yep. repair. I mean... Not to go into an analogy, but if you think about it, when we're hiking, Mm -hmm. if we had like the easiest hike where it was just all downhill or all straight, it's like nothing's fun in that, right? Right. Or if it's just like completely challenging all the time, nothing's fun in that. But it's like when you have the challenging parts and then you flatline and then you go down, have the easy part, then you're back up for a challenging part. It makes you appreciate 
all of the parts. Yeah. It makes you appreciate the challenging parts. It makes you appreciate the non-challenging parts, you know? Right. And I think overall it just makes everything better. And I think um, even for us, like, you know, when we've gone through like the bad valleys and then come out and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's rainbows and sunshines, like it makes the rainbows and sunshines just so much more like vibrant and bright and colorful. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. It's about finding connection, losing it, and then finding it again. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I just, I, I empathize with people who are really struggling to try to figure out where am I mm-hmm. in this relationship? Are we in the harmony phase? Well, I guess if, if you are, you're not questioning that. But how much of the disharmony is happening here? How mm-hmm. much are we misaligned? Is it mm-hmm. 70%? Is it 80%? And if it is 70%, has it been 70% for longer than you can tolerate and accept mm-hmm. or is it just starting and you realize okay well let's how do we repair this we get mm-hmm. back to the harmony and um i think in those moments and and i don't really think they um i think what makes relationships strong is when they go through those challenging times yes like you can yeah. you're if you challenge your body you'll get stronger right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you challenge your relationship it's going to get stronger so yeah i feel like i I love when we go through the challenging. It's like, especially when the more mature our relationship has gotten, the better we've gotten at communicating and and li- being able to live in those challenging moments, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and again, it makes it that much sweeter. Pardon the interruption, part two. Right now, I wanted to come in and talk about what you continue to hear me talking about throughout this episode and this season, which is the consultations that I offer. Consultations with JD may or may not be for you, but if they are for you or you're thinking, can they be for me? Let's go over what entails consultation with JD. First off, it's one-on-one between you and I, or you and I and Shay, if you'd like, or better yet, you, your partner, me, and Shay. Now, I record every single session via Zoom because of this main reason. You're not going to have to worry about what I said, what you said, what Shay said, what we came up with. You can just focus. And when I send you the recording after the session's over, you can play the recording back, listen to it, watch it as many times as you'd like to soak up all the information that we got throughout that session. Lastly, I'm going to read a couple of different reviews that I've had from my clients. I thought I'd share just again so you can get an idea of what's the session like with JD. My consultation with JD was a great experience. He allowed me to see my situation from a different point of view, which was very helpful, even more so than my therapy sessions. Sessions with JD can't be described in one word, so I'll use a few. Informative, understanding, deep, sobering, realizing, inspirational, kind, and growing. He shows up just as much as I do, if not more. It's a safe space where I can be myself. He will challenge you to help you grow at your own pace. And you wouldn't think that someone who doesn't know you at all can help you learn about yourself in just a couple sessions. JD is an incredibly skilled coach. He has such an easy way of connecting with you and making you feel seen and understood, yet he isn't afraid to challenge you and hold you accountable. We got right to it our first session, and I walked away with tactical next steps to take towards my goals. You get the sense he has really done the work for himself and is excited to share with others. I can't wait to work with him further. So again, a couple of beautiful reviews from some amazing people, ones who I really admire to show up to do the work because it's not easy. But again, you don't have to do it alone. So consultations with JD, the link is in the description below. 
I'm here when you're ready to get to work. Back to the episode. So if, if people are questioning, like, should I stay or should I go? According to, to this book, as, as we've, we've kind of outlined here today, again, figure out where you are in this harmony, disharmony, how long you've been here, and maybe why you're here. And also, let's, let's be emotionally mature here about all this. How much responsibility and accountability do you need to take in the disharmony phase and in the misalignment phase? Um, and whatever your percentage is, whatever you come up with, own it and try to give it 100% to try to repair. Um, and then present this to your partner. Um, you know, I think for me, one thing that I really undervalued, I guess I'll use that word, when it comes to relationship back then is communication. Is mm-hmm. As simple of an answer as that is, and it's like people are, if you're underwhelmed by my answer, it's the truth. Communication is absolutely everything. There's so many times where we are so quick to assume, mm-hmm. right? It's actually in, in this book, the author talks about the feedback wheel. Mm-hmm. So remember, it's like once you give me your feedback, my response is supposed to be, okay, so what I'm hearing is this. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what I thought was the situation is not. That's my bad, right? That assumption part. Mm-hmm. And so now that we're on the same page, how can we repair, right? So that that structure of communication is is uh, paramount. It's mm-hmm. it's it's completely important and and something that can never be overlooked. Um, and I think a lot of the people who are listening or watching this right now are probably realizing like shit like. A, we need to start with communication. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the harmony, disharmony thing, whatever. We just need to talk. Mm-hmm. We need to figure this out. And if you have talked and it's not it's not getting figured out, try this harmony, disharmony, repair scenario and realize, like, what based on your boundaries and, and what you have to, um, your foundation, you know, to the core of, of what you believe and what you stand for, if that's being rocked or if it's if it's being thrown off, if you're being thrown off, Mm-hmm. probably not right for you. Yeah. But the other thing that he says in the book too is, you know, when this love addict, if you will, goes from one relationship to another, it's almost a guarantee that they're going to have the same results. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I said this to you earlier today about um, someone that we used to know. Um, I was in, I was in the shower in yoga after yoga and Lauren Hill was playing. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the title of the song people help me out in the comments but i i i think when you say the song okay you know that line that keeps getting repeated over and over and when she says how are you gonna win when you're not right within really she said how are you gonna win if you ain't right within but um (laughs) what's the name of that song i i I can't think of it but either way it's like one of my favorite songs it's yeah it's so true how are we supposed to win if we're not even right within Mm -hmm. and so for me, that resonates, and, and it, again, it starts with communication. I need to be honest and communicate with myself what I'm not right within with, and I need to make sure I do a better job. Also convey that to my partner in the best tone, in the best way possible, in the best delivery possible. And we I think with communication, there. too, it's not only important to speak your truth, but also to be open to someone else's truth and accepting yeah. of someone else's truth. Because sure. I think a lot of times, a lot of people get so stuck in their own truth mm-hmm. that they're dismissive to what your truth could be. Yeah, 100%. There could be. And that's the thing is, is I, 
let me ask you a question. Like, do you believe that there is a a truth to the matter of situations, or is it just a matter of dis- different perspectives? I mean, perspectives? sometimes it doesn't matter what the truth is. I think it's important for, I mean, obviously without you know having something to to give example of, yeah. I think it's important to just understand each other's side because right. maybe what your truth is versus what my truth is, it doesn't that doesn't matter. Right. We're not trying to prove who's right or who's right. wrong. It's just offering a level of understanding to move on from the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I don't think that there's individual truths. I think yeah. there's just different perspectives mm-hmm. and different sets of opinions, but you have to be accepting of someone else's right. perspective. And I think that in the beginning of our relationship, that was like the disconnect from us is yeah. because you would speak your truth and then and that then I would it. speak my <laughs> truth and you couldn't, un- you were never accepting to my truth. Right. You know, you, or my perspective or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, Sadly. You thought everybody was wearing JD glasses. Or at least <laughs> they like, should be. I just don't understand. They should be. <laughs> no. But, um. Sadly, yes. Um, but yeah. And, and, you know, I, I've said this before season one sometime when I talked about the light bulb that went off Mm -hmm. the day I was in a therapy session and I realized, um, as stupid and simple and just dumbed down Mm -hmm. as it sounds that there are, whoever you're, you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. with has their own perspective and own opinion. And it, and it could be the right one Mm -hmm. who knew, but growing up in my household, it was my mom's way or the highway. And again, as I get to know my dad here in the later years, he's the same way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm built that way. I've, I've, I've been conditioned. I've been, it's been mm-hmm. embedded in me to, it is your way or the highway. And if it's not, it can't be right. Mm-hmm. It can't, there's just no way it can be right. I remember when we first started watching, I think it was like million little things. And, um, I was understanding to one of the characters and you're like, and, or it was, this is us, one of those mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. And I was understanding to one of the characters and it was one of those scenarios where you kind of felt like, are you supposed to pick a side? You know, like wh- whose side are you on? And I think I was understanding both. And you're like, you can't understand both. <laughs> you have to pick a side. Yeah. And I remember that kind of stick with me because I was like, like, am I supposed to pick a side? <laughs> Do you remember what it was? I don't remember what it okay. was, but, um, but to kind of sum up like the, the two references in the book that you said where mm-hmm. it's like that, 70%, 30%. And then the ending part is that you just read where, you know, welcome to marriage is when you can roll over lay next <laughs> to somebody. Yeah. And and I wonder if that's that's part of that um, percentage because naturally we think we would need a higher percentage of good, much yeah. higher percentage of good mm-hmm. to, to be, to continue in the marriage. And it's like with those two scenarios, it's like actually a lower percentage of good because it's more about accepting someone's imperfections yeah, and, and waking up to somebody and, in you know, being okay with the challenges and being okay that this isn't the person you initially fell in love with or mm. the idea of the person wasn't initially, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I don't think it's ever going to be like, you're not the, the person that I first fell in love with because I think we're right. constantly evolving, but sure. in the best ways, you know, mm-hmm. I actually feel like, the person who you are today, mm-hmm. I probably would have fell in love with a lot faster if you were there <laughs> in 2017, you yeah. know, and I wouldn't have been moving at that turtle pace for you. Mm-hmm. But you said a, a, a really important word there 
I don't think you realize it, but you said the idea Mm -hmm. of the person. Mm -hmm. That's big. Yeah. A lot of people like create this, you know, image in their head of Mm -hmm. like what their wife is supposed to be or Mm -hmm. should be. Yep. Um, as you said, should. <laughs> but that's that's yeah. a good context to use it in, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's like that reality check of just realizing one day that they're not the person that you thought or, you know, envision them to be. Mm-hmm. And that could be, they could be a better person. They could be yeah. a worse person. Um, or they could be the best person for, for you yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Because whenever we came up with our perfect husband or perfect wife list or perfect it partner list. Us. Yeah, it limits us because when did you create that list? What mm-hmm. were you going through? Who were you at that time? Mm-hmm. And then you just that's just you forever. Yeah. And if you made the list at twenty three, mm-hmm. you know we're twenty eight, you're gonna evolve. Hopefully you're gonna evolve and you're gonna change. I mean so my, so should my your list. list at twenty three, your list at twenty three, I'm so glad I didn't like aren't we glad that we don't write a list at twenty three and be like oh, man. <laughs> this is like Aren't we glad we didn't we didn't <laughs> marry yeah our 23 year old partners unless you're evolving together unless unless because there's always you know i know so many beautiful relationships totally but i'm I'm saying like you and i yeah like if i would have married my 23 partner and you would have married your 23 partner do you think it would be working out i mean we could have been that perfect concoction that we we each needed to be able to evolve into who we are today i think i think even kind of just let's say 10 years from now, we might look at who we were in 2017 and individually. And we might be like, how the heck did we survive? I I think that now. Yeah. How (laughs) the heck did we survive? But I think sometimes it's like that concoction concoction. Sorry. That beautiful concoction Mm -hmm. that we have and pull from one another that has allowed us to grow together. Yeah. So I think in conclusion for you, I, I answered, you know, what, I would do in terms of should you stay or should you go and kind of my system and tools that I operate with. Um, what would yours be if you were in a scenario where you're questioning? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's so hard to answer that in a very black and white way. I just, if I can just reference like my personal experience with you, cause I haven't been in many, many relationships. Um, I think it's just, for me, what helped for me to stay through all of that is seeing, seeing that, that inner want and need and desire that from you Mm -hmm. in wanting the things that I was needing, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you were wanting as much as I needed them, you were wanting to give them. Yeah. And that's what helped me stay and that's what helped me um have patience and grace mm-hmm. and and then obviously just having that open communication of like really trying together to dive deep into those issues mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking about all the people who you know unfortunately are probably going through their mind right now of like well I've seen the signs where they've they've made some attempts and mm-hmm. they revert back to their old ways and they they get out of that and it's just like this this roller coaster like you don't know who you're getting and when how long you're gonna get them. Mm-hmm. Um, if that is you, listener or or viewer, I think maybe just also weigh the percentages. Like how 
how much of it is bad, how much of it is good, you know? Mm-hmm. And and out of the bad and good, which ones are the strong bads and the strong goods, like really kind of diving into that. I think that's good. I think I'll also add to um, think about that long-term lens moment. Mm-hmm. If he or she's been doing this for the last year or two, mm-hmm. odds are that's who they're going to be. Mm-hmm. So long-term, can you see yourself with that person? With all the good and all the bad, can can you can mm-hmm. you sustain this? Like, Well, kind of like what we talked about is like how you said you want to get better at loving the imperfections in me. Yeah. I think that you have to be okay because you're never going to find the perfect right. person that's going to just like be 100% everything you want them to be. Mm-hmm. But you can weigh the imperfections and and in fact try to fall in love with the imperfections because I think there's there's tons of relationships or, or um, couples that I know that, you know, certain qualities or characteristics about them I s- that are like a little off but I see how the wife or the husband just loves that about them, you know? Yep. And I think that that's like, it's, there's something so beautiful in like being able to also love the imperfections in mm-hmm. somebody. I think part of that beauty comes from watching them go through it, but watching them get out of it. Yeah. And when I say watch them go through it, not that you're enjoying watching them suffer, but you're enjoying watching them go through their process mm-hmm. and how they're handling it, how they're yeah. handling adversity and, and, you know, having a certain expectation of how they're going to come out of it. And then if they actually live up to that expectation, mm-hmm. that potential when they make it out, it's just that much sweeter. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's part of the beauty of yeah. loving someone's imperfection or loving them going through the process mm-hmm. is you knew them before, during and after, which is a beautiful mm-hmm. thing, a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And um, for you to be a part of that whole journey and whole story is, is, yeah. is special because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else would have had that experience. If you and I, it's almost, it creates a bond between you two. Yeah, totally. Because not only like, were you there for me when I went through all of that, but you saw how I was resilient in going through all of it. Totally. I mean, like you said earlier, like if, if I was who I am today, back in 2017, you would have fell in love with me quicker. Yeah. However, if you look at it from the perspective of by you being at the beginning of my evolution journey and growth journey and healing you probably have a way deeper love than mm-hmm. you would have ever had if i would have been like hi i'm justin nice to meet you and i'm like evolved already yeah yeah, yeah. You know well what it's mean? kind of like you know when you when it's like the mother child's like kind right. of like bond relationship is yeah. you know just being with somebody through so many different moments of their life good mm-hmm. and bad mm-hmm. it really ties a bond between you and that person yeah for so sure seeing you at a place of like you know struggle and and repair and you know whatever you saw me at a place and i feel like that only kind of bonds us and and creates that bond tie between us yeah for sure in a special way and lastly uh, you know again when i said i empathize with the people who um are really struggling with this right now here's another suggestion i'll throw out leave it alone for a little while Maybe take a break in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe part ways for a bit and let that person, you know, let, let you guys disconnect. and let, Center yourself. Yeah, center yourselves. Yeah. And let's just see, like, how we end up 
apart, mm-hmm. you know, like like what what work we're doing while we're apart and, and who we end up becoming while we're apart. Yeah. And then let's see if we revisit this. It also could be another suggestion. Yeah. Um, because sometimes like that's how we really learn. You know, so and you could be a crutch to that person. So if mm-hmm. you remove that crutch, then they really have no excuse. You could be enabling that person if you remove that um, enabling process and they they're forced to figure it out on their own. So maybe leave it alone for a little mm-hmm. bit and, and come back to it and see where you guys are. So yeah. also want to give this disclaimer too. like, I, I feel like I should, I, I might say this in the, <laughs> in the trailer. Um, we are not experts. No, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, we are figuring this shit out. Like everybody else is. Um, I personally understand that this community, uh, there's some who look up to me. There's some who can just relate to me and, and maybe want to hear my perspective. Or there's some who are brand new. Like, who the hell is this guy and who the hell are these people? Um, we're not experts. We're not therapists. We're not authors. No. We are just two people <laughs> going through it. Um, and we just happen to be more comfortable sharing our story and the details of our story with full transparency and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Not that we're anyone special. <laughs> we just might be the only ones doing it. You're special. You're special. <laughs> Therefore, we are special in our own <laughs> We're all special. reference point perspective. But but yeah, I, I, I just, you know, I've watched quite a bit of content where people come across as like know-it-alls mm-hmm. and it really is cringe and it, and it makes well, me Well, yeah, even when you ask me that question of like, what advice would you give? It's just so hard because I don't yeah. know how to give advice, like just, you know... In yeah, general, like a, like a blanket only, statement. Yeah, yeah, like a black and white. Like, right. You know, it's just more my personal experience I can share. That's all we can do. And or just like if I had more context to like, sure. then I can, you know, like when we're doing consultations, it's so much easier than, yeah. you know, right. speaking to who knows who. <laughs> yes. Shameless plug. Yeah. That's that's where the real work gets gets unveiled because we're really able to understand your story um, understand the pieces of context and then come in with our, mm-hmm. you know, suggestions. So, but yeah, I just felt like I, I needed to share that. Cause, um, I just, I'm like over these <laughs> people who are, um, experts and it's just like whack. But anyways, all right, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Thank you for tuning in, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Chicago knows when it's it's time. Time. <laughs> he knows when we're like ending it. So until next time. See you. Love you. Love you, love.